Welcome to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. Today's host is called Knowing God by Knowing Jesus. Jesus came to the earth for two reasons. Most famously, he came to give his life as payment for the penalty of our sins. But that wasn't the only thing he did. He had another important task, and that was to show us God. Everything he did before he went to Jerusalem was meant to provide evidence that he was able to save us because of who he was in God. I have just finished a nine-month study of the Gospel of John along with thousands of others around the world. The COVID shutdown could not stop this powerful gathering of believers digging into the Word of God together to study the powerful miracles and fulfilled prophecies listed in this book. I was already a huge fan of this book, but I learned so much more with the help of this group study and the Holy Spirit. The Word of God is truly living and active. If you are looking to join a Bible study that has no fluff, I highly recommend Community Bible Study. Click here to find a class in your area or join an online class. Thanks to COVID, we have even more classes. Praise the Lord. Please ask if you have any questions. I have been going to community Bible study since my youngest two kids were in preschool, and I have nothing but good things to say about it. Now, back to the lesson. Who is John? The John in the name of this book is the Apostle John, the son of Zebedee. He also wrote the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, in which he tells us what is going to happen when Jesus returns to the earth to judge the world. In the first chapter of this gospel, he mentions another John. That one is John the Baptist. Thank you to someone who let me know that I had made a mistake and mixed up these two Johns. In this book, uh, the author, John, refers to himself as the apostle whom Jesus loved. That's how he differentiates himself between John the Baptist and himself. Now, Jesus did everything with purpose and in order. He did many specific things with the goal of opening people's eyes to the fact that he was the Messiah that that they had been told to expect since the time of Moses. Many years had passed, many kings, judges, and generations had been born and died. The Hebrew people were living in the Roman Empire under their laws, but with the Jewish priests as their second highest authority. The priests were part of the elite class, and they thought they were better than everyone else. Jesus came to show them that how they were conducting their religion was not right. In so doing, he would bring division and threaten the the priests' hold on the people, as well as their political standing with the Romans. Jesus knew this, but he carried out his plans carefully always doing what his Father in Heaven told him to do. 
Even when the disciples failed to truly understand what Jesus repeatedly told them, he never gave up on them. He made sure that they finally understood because they were going to be his voice on earth after he ascended back to God. Jesus was the Lamb of God. He was born of a woman like any baby, but his father was God. Therefore, he was a human and God at the same time. He had all the human characteristics that you and I have. He had emotions. He had a human body that needed food and sleep. He felt pain, and yet he was fully divine. He was God, and he could do things that no human could do, such as suddenly disappear from a crowd, see into the future, know someone's thoughts, know their past, and do everything that he did without sin. Jesus had to be like this in order to be a perfect sacrifice for our sins under the perfect laws of God. Blood was required to take away sin, but it had to be perfect blood, not the blood of an animal or a sinful human. Jesus only had God's blood, none of his mother's blood, because of the way the human body works during pregnancy. Therefore, he was a perfect lamb who could take away the sin of the world. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus was the Word. John tells us that he did not include everything that Jesus did in this book because it would have required him to write a, a book so big that the world could not even hold it. But he included seven I am statements and seven signs or miracles to help prove who he was to anyone whose heart was not hardened against him. There were plenty of con artists even in those days, so people were naturally skeptical, skeptical about anyone claiming to be the Messiah. The interesting thing is that Jesus did not go about claiming that he was the Messiah. Instead, he showed it by his actions. And in the Old Testament, Moses was talking to God, and he, he says, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, What is his name? What shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. So when Jesus came, he let us know who he was when he made the following statements about himself. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door of the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. In saying the words I am over and over, he was referring people back to what God told Moses to help them connect him with God. His statements told them that only through knowing him could they truly know God. 
This was how they would get access to God, through prayers. They would get forgiveness of sins through him. They would get eternal life after they died physically. They would get protection from the devil while still alive. And they would get into the kingdom after the day of judgment. He also mentioned life three times because without his provision of grace and mercy, we would all die in our sins. He gives us life now and he gives life later. He alone, of all the religious leaders, prophets, and teachers throughout history, makes this claim and is able to back it up with his actions. No other religion provides a way to God like Jesus does. Other prophets give advice on how to live a good life to earn your way to God. But Jesus provides his own perfect life for us. We cannot be good enough to earn our way into heaven. God is holy and perfect and cannot be in the presence of the unrighteous. We must be made righteous by the covering of the blood of Jesus. In the book of Deuteronomy, we read this. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your brothers. It is to him you shall listen, just as you desired of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly, when you said, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, or see this great fire any more, lest I die. And the Lord said to me, They are right in what they have spoken. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. He was talking about Jesus, and this was 2,000 years before Jesus came. Now, Jesus also did seven signs that are listed in the book of John. I'm sure he did other signs as well. But the ones that John listed are as follows. He changed water into wine at a wedding. That was his first sign. Then he healed an official son. He didn't even have to go where he was. He just said the word and the son was healed. He healed a lame man who had been lame for over 30 years at the pool of Bethesda. He was able to get up and walk. He fed over 5,000 people with a few fish and loaves of bread. And he actually did this twice. He walked on water to meet the disciples during a storm and then calm the storm. He healed a man blind from birth. And he brought his friend Lazarus back from the dead. Now it is important to notice that all of these were done for specific reasons and the result was that different types and groups of people saw the signs and believed that Jesus was indeed the prophet. They did not necessarily understand everything at that time, but they saw that Jesus had power and authority from God, so they followed him. That is what Jesus knew would happen. He wanted the people to understand that he had been sent by God. He had fulfilled multiple Old Testament prophecies, over 300, about the Messiah in doing these miracles and others, and by his birth. Another result was a growing fear and anger towards him by the chief priest and a desire to stop him from from speaking to the people that eventually led to them planning his death, which Jesus knew would happen. 
Jesus's miracles brought belief and adoration from those who were willing to humbly repent and stubbornly and stubborn disbelief and anger from those who were proud and had hard hearts. How about you? Will you believe that Jesus was sent by God to die for your sins? Will you put your faith in his gift of mercy and grace towards you? I pray that you will. By the way, I know it's hard to understand how Jesus is also God. I'm not going to try to explain the doctrine of the Trinity in this um, podcast because it's very complicated and it would take a long time. You can look it up online and uh, read books about it. It's something that people love to discuss. But for now, I just pray that you will look at all the signs that Jesus did and look at the words that he said and that you will just believe because you can trust him. So thanks for listening and I pray that you have a blessed day. Bye now.